Versus with Kelly and Alicia, the podcast that shamelessly exploits their friends. Welcome to episode 15 of Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Today, we're excited to introduce you to our insane friend, Jessica. This woman has done the unthinkable. Not only did she study nursing while pregnant and with a newborn, she did her grad year full time with a one year old who never slept. Then she had her second baby alone on her bathroom floor, which we actually <laughs> talked about in a previous episode. Um, she returned to work part-time after her mat leave and is currently on maternity leave after just having her third daughter. Welcome, Jess. Yay! <laughs> so, we'll start at the beginning. Uh, you started your nursing degree and fell pregnant during your second year. Um, then you had your daughter, Willow, in the uni break and went back to full-time uni. Is that on purpose? <laughs> Good timing, anyway. No, it was a complete another. Coincidence. I don't want to say accident because she was very well planned, but yes, coincidence yeah. that it was in the break. Yeah, right. It's a good time of year for them, as it turns out. All three of her kids are born within, like, what, two, two weeks? weeks. Well, <laughs> 15 days. Crazy. I don't feel sorry for you. You should. We purposely avoided February because Michael's sister's done the exact same thing. She's got three kids within two weeks in February. It just happened that way. <laughs> That's crazy. That can be, you must be really fertile in, in April. April. At Easter, turns out. Easter. <laughs> I love it. Um, tell us about completing your degree with a newborn. Um, well, it was interesting to say the least. The first semester was pretty easy because she didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> did you bring her? Did you bring her? I you? used to take her. Yeah. We only went two days a week. Oh, that's good. And I didn't have a placement until June, so I didn't have to go. I didn't have to leave her. So until she was, she six, was months. Like six months yeah. old. Um, and my husband did four on four off so he would just have her on the days that I didn't take her it's yeah. good timing that's cool. yeah. yeah I suppose it's good when they're little you can kind of cart them around and everybody just wanted to hold her anyway yeah. and I got more work done <laughs> than anybody else because she just got handed around to everybody that's awesome. and you're nursing so it's not like you'd be afraid of a breastfeeding mum or no, yeah that's right and I like um on the days I didn't take her they gave me a little room to pump and express in and Aww. we had our own fridge and stuff so yeah that's nice okay so how did you manage placements with a six-month-old? Um, I had a lot of support from my husband and my mother-in-law and my mum, who wasn't working, so mum had her probably more than anybody else. And were you we working just, at the time? No. Okay. I didn't. I worked at the local Chinese shop oh, through second year. Have you <laughs> eaten Chinese since? Uh, no, I haven't been no. <laughs> Um, I did that through second year and then third year it was too hard. So yeah. Yeah. I just focused on studying and looking after her and trying to stay sane. What made mm. you go back straight away, like with an eight-week-old baby? I was terrified that I wouldn't finish. Yeah. yeah. And you're just determined to finish. Yeah, I yeah. just wanted to get it done. I didn't want to have the thought in the back of my mind that I should have gone back yeah. and wasted a year as a mature age student. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you kind of went, oh, a bit of like stress and hell for a year or two yeah. years is way better and than we wanted having to have never more finished. kids yeah so I figured doing my grad year with a one-year-old was going to be easier than trying to do like if I had to go back part-time and then if I had another kid and I had to do a grad year at point eight with two kids it mm, would be way yeah, too hard yeah, so exactly. that was kind of the easiest option that makes sense even yeah. though it's crazy. Yeah, it was mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I figured I wouldn't know any better. No, that's right. Yeah. My first child, I didn't, we would just get by. Yeah. And, and we yeah. Did. Yeah. Did having a one-year-old affect where your p- choice of grad placement was? Like, because obviously you were yeah. going to have to think so of it definitely travel. it affected and... 
in third year where I did my placements. So mm-hmm. I only did placements in our region. Yeah. I didn't move outside of our region. Was that at your request? Like you'd request yeah, it, it was to too, be Yeah, it was too hard. Yeah. And I, especially because I was still breastfeeding and she didn't sleep. And <laughs> <laughs> and then doing my grad year, the same thing. I didn't want to have to travel. Like I didn't expect that she would get better at sleeping overnight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I didn't want to be on night shift and then traveling like the half an hour or, you know. Or more. Or more yeah. to get to and from work after a night shift or yeah. do a late early. Yeah, exactly. Like I knew that they wouldn't be as supportive as our hospital yeah. was going to be. Yeah. yeah and we I knew that we didn't do night shifts. On yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We, we failed to mention that Jess did her grad year at the hospital that Kelly and I work at. Yeah. And that was sort of, well, that was how we met. Well, I actually yeah. think I met you literally. As a grad. Grad. And you yeah. Put me, yeah. You put me in that four bed ward. On oh. My... <laughs> <laughs> You'll be right. <laughs> The HDU, yeah. that's not a HDU. Yeah. <laughs> everyone builds it up that this this terrifying thing, and then you'll just put me in. I'm there pretty sure I like, got questioned about that too. Why would you put a grad in there? I was like, I'm pretty sure she can handle it. And, <laughs> and I'm right there. I can help. <laughs> I call that like the high, and it's not really a high dependency. It's like a high visibility. High visibility. That's yeah. what I call it because it's like if you're at the desk, you can see all the patients in there. That's so right. nice. You can keep an eye on the grads when they're in. Yeah. There. <laughs> That's why you're killing it. You wanted to supervise. Shift working's pretty hard without a child, let alone having one year old and now three. What kind of pressures do you think you felt, whether they're internal or external pressures? You know, the whole mum guilt, work guilt, wife guilt. Get your cue card. And you um, might be able to hear the newest one, Delilah, squawking in the background. She's not She's very cute. Yeah. At least she's like, what's that noise? I'm like, get used to it. <laughs> Sometimes I forget she's around. She's so quiet. Yeah, I love me. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just a baby. <laughs> I was like that for like the first 20 weeks of my pregnancy. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, no, fuck, I can't do that. I'm pregnant. Shit. <laughs> like someone would get out the calendar and I'm like, <laughs> Just eat it anyway. <laughs> Look at my kids. Yeah. You're okay. <laughs> what did so, you ask me? Guilt. Oh, mum Pressures. Guilt. I didn't really, n- not really any guilt from work per se. The people that we work with are pretty understanding. And we work in like a predominantly female, like yeah. dominated yeah. area. And so. there's lots of us with kids. Um, Except for that time that you made me do a night shift. I made I was you. pregnant with Did Delilah. I make you yes. do it today? Yes, made me feel made so you. guilty. Oh, God, nobody been, else. I've been working night shift. For, I've been doing point eight night shift. That's because yeah, you don't have any other kids. Yeah, yeah you, you can sleep, <laughs> and nights are not that hard if you've got no and kids. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're doing a night Did shift." Did I really make you do it? I no, said no, to, you didn't make you know, me. But is that I the only time I like made you feel guilty? You manipulated it. I'll take you, and you took me off the. Um, the public holiday shift and put me on a night shift. So I lost money too. So thanks. Wow, it's all coming out now. Shame Shesson. Oh. Shesson. <laughs> oh, my words have been so bad today. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to go and record a podcast after today. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then mum guilt. guilt. I, you just basically feel guilty about everything. <laughs> it's so true. And never, like the tiniest things, you will soon find out that you just feel guilty about everything that you're 
not doing enough or you, I don't know, like it just never ends. Do you think, so you obviously, you know, you're pregnant during study, which is hard on you. Like yeah. that's, and then, but even like you, you're not winning really. Like, you know, a lot of people, there's that kind of stigma of mums putting themselves first um, when they've got young children. But at the end of the day, you're not, you're only winning in the long term, but you're also winning for your family in the long term. Yeah. So I, you, I could see that you'd be like bargaining with yourself. Like, I know it's hard now, but it's going to get easier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, that's probably how I got through it too. Like, and this is short term. Yeah. And your girls are going to grow up so proud of you for doing that. Like, oh, I hope so. Of course they will. Like, good role model. It's amazing. Yeah. That Work you were able to persevere yeah. and, and go, you know what? I know that this isn't the perfect situation. But it's something that I really want to achieve for myself, but I also yeah. really want to have a family and I want to enjoy everything that comes with both of those. And why can't you have it all? Fuck them. You can't though. So yeah, this is, the, this so is a pregnant one that doesn't have a baby yet or any mum guilt except, oh, should I eat the camembert or not? Like, <laughs> I may you soon realise that you have to be... And Mick you, doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you have to mother like... You, you don't work and work like you're okay. not a mother. Yeah. Like it's that expectation yeah. at work that you're not going to have any mum guilt on you. But you do because you're like, like even today I dropped Amelia at dance and I've come here and I've asked someone else to pick her up. And yeah. not I don't feel a lot of guilt anymore. I've sort of outgrown that. But in the early days, oh, my God, yeah. people would say, oh, who's looking after Amelia? And I was like, oh, should I be at home? Or, yeah, like I don't like feel that much guilt like with Willow, who's five. Yeah. You know, I'm past the guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, she's pretty okay. Like, yeah. She's fairly she could, independent. Um, she's like Matilda. She could like set herself a microwave yeah, meal she, and like organize herself for school, take yeah. herself to the library, and then and get wear some two books. different shoes because she'd be off with the fairies dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and singing. Being Emma. Yeah. Emma Wiggle. What kind of things do you feel guilty about as a parent and a nurse? Like. You know, uh, dropping your kid off in the dark at mm. daycare mm. at six thirty in the morning, and they're the first one there. That was really hard. Like in my grad year, I cried nearly every day. That would have been dropping really her off. That makes me want to cry thinking about it. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also one of the first ones to pick them back up. Because yeah, you and do then I had early. like yeah. four hours at the end of the day with my kids to spend with them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're not finishing at five thirty at night, yeah, rushing home, getting them dinner. Getting, yeah, and then they're in bed within an hour. And yeah, I, yeah, I reckon. There's like when parents pick their kids up at five, it's sort of like as soon as you get home, you got something in tea, you got all yeah. those bags, you got like yeah, yeah. bath pajamas. And she also cried at every single, and not just cried, she screamed bloody murder every time I dropped her off. Oh <laughs> really? For three years. Fuck. And yet, how did she go on her first day of school? Like, didn't see ya. Didn't even say goodbye to me. Which oh, I how times like, have changed. I know, but... <laughs> You bitch it probably through hell for three years. Yeah, it was awful. But she <laughs> would stop crying by the time I got out the door. Yeah, it was of course. all just making yeah, me feel sure. guilty. Yeah. God. <laughs> They're really after it. Like from a young age, they just really know how to like yeah. dig that yeah. knife in the back. And then Dixie and... this morning was the same. She grabbed me by the neck. Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> no kitties today. No kitties today. <laughs> Later. Later. Yeah, and then she gets in the door because you're not allowed to go in. Oh, because of COVID. You've got to ring the doorbell uh, and they come and get them. And yeah, she'd stop crying as soon as that door had shut. <laughs> Crocodile tears. Yeah. So, obviously, since your first that you had during your studies, mm-hmm. you then had your second baby just after your grad year. Is that right? Uh, the end of my second year. Oh, the end year of okay. How did you find coming back to work after having Dixie well before going on maternity leave my pregnancy with Dixie was so awful that I just mm. couldn't 
couldn't wait. <laughs> I couldn't wait to not be at work. Yeah, like, I, can I just that. wanted to do nothing. Yeah, and rest. Um, and, then, and how many weeks were you when you finished with her? Like while you were I pregnant? was going to finish at 37 and I finished at 33 because yep. I couldn't walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of need to be with her. Yeah, yeah, crutches. Yeah, yeah. yeah you hard to nurse without yeah. crutches. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't sit. Like there wasn't any mm. other job I could do. So yeah. I just went early. Um, but then I had 14 months off. Yeah. And I think, so we come back to work in the February and I think from about the November, I was terrible. Like I was so petrified that I hadn't been a nurse long enough to have 14 months off. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd get back to work and I'd get put in urgent care. (laughs) (laughs) And I would kill someone or like, I don't know, I just felt that real imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, Yeah. like I wasn't good enough. And had you done any keeping in touch days during your mat leave? I did 10, but I mostly, well, all of them were used to do my competencies because there wasn't really anything for me to do. Do you think if you look back, like say that you had to do that time again, would you do any of your keeping in touch days differently? Like how, is there a way that you can, I don't know. Can you shadow people or can you like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I felt like I was the only person who had ever done it before. Or asked I had, to do it. Well, I had literally never heard of keeping in touch days until you told me about our them. Our manager, yeah, me too. And then our manager actually said to me the other day when I mentioned them, she was like, you know, before Jess, I didn't know anything about them. Yeah, it was really hard. Yeah, to mm. even negotiate negotiate mm. having them. Mm. Well, it'd be interesting. I wonder what the union like, if what their opinions are about what you should do with those days because they're paid days, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and you can. And they're just supernumerary days, aren't they? Yeah. 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 You don't get a patient load or anything. You literally can just come to work for... Read your emails or something. I don't know. Mm. It's in the ABA. Just to get back uh, on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, Just so that... Which I I felt like I really needed. Mm. But it it was an interesting... I think, especially like being an A-num, I've talked about doing the keeping in touch days to like... Um, go to meetings or to keep up to date yeah. with any changes yeah. that are happening. There's building works happening, so just so I know what's going on with them, like yeah. things like managerial things. I guess I will have nursed for a lot longer when I yeah yeah stop work. So yeah, I don't, was... but I still might feel like oh my god, yeah, daunted like by the prospect. And then I've been back like five minutes, and I was like, I can't believe I spent four months stressing, worrying, worrying about it. Yeah, because <laughs> you just slotted fucker. straight back in and in yeah. urgent care, so I don't know what you're well, worried about. Keep... <laughs> And then got I'm pregnant just... again within two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> <And> here we are. <laughs> yeah, literally, I reckon I, the first four months I was just in urgent care. I reckon I had a patient load maybe twice. And like I went and saw a counsellor and everything because I would, like I just couldn't cope. Really? I was awful. Worrying was, about before it. Before you came back. I just was so snappy and grumpy. Yeah. And, like it consumed me. And then I went to this lady twice and she pretty much told me to stop being ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> The, the one thing she said just to gone me to that Alicia really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing she said that really like pulled my head in was your manager didn't think you would be able to cope in urgent care. She wouldn't put her head on the line to put you out there to look after people. Yeah, mm. and I was like, oh well, yeah, I suppose that's true. And then yeah. I was okay. <laughs> Anxiety <know>? fixed. <laughs> Do you know, I rang Lifeline once. This is off topic, but I rang Lifeline once, and I was like. Have you mentioned this in the podcast I reckon, before? Yeah, yeah, I reckon I did. And she was like, well, your psychologist didn't do those things for you. Yeah, you that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you did say the mental health episode. Yeah, yeah. 
This is my question because Kelly obviously did all the research as she normally does. But my question is when you're a nurse and your kid gets sick, and I mean like not just kind of sick or, you know, not just with a cold, but when they get sick or like when they have a head injury or something like that, do you, do you like assess them as a nurse? She's already laughing. <laughs> or do you, are you just like suck it up? There's kids in, this is what I used to say to my sisters. If they ever hurt themselves or something like my sister climbed over a fence and then decided that she'd broken her foot. And I was like, are you bleeding? Is that what you said? No, I was like, because <laughs> I had just finished my Royal Children's placement and I was like, do you realise that there are children fighting for their lives in hospital and you are here complaining about a sore foot? You're fine. There's kids at the Royal Children's waiting for a double lung transplant and you're here waiting for a fucking x-ray. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. And it was broken. No, it wasn't. (laughs) You're like, see, I'm right. (laughs) Doesn't sound like me at all. When, um, When Amelia was five months old, she was really sick. She had fevers for like four days straight didn't drop below 38 and I'd given her Panadol, Nurofen and everything, been to the GP, I reckon, three times. Oh, that's good. So two or three that. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she had no respiratory symptoms, like nothing that would indicate a fever in a five-month-old. And I wouldn't have taken her. She, no, but she was... <laughs> she was, fevers. <laughs> she was she'll be fine. She was eight weeks prem, so she was oh, technically only three months. Okay. And she only weighed like, like I don't even know if she hit, had three hit three or 3.5 kilos oh, at gosh. that point. So she was Still tiny. Away the other day, she's 4.7. Yeah, I mean, you're... Six weeks away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's she, um, I mean, she was five months old in newborn nappies still. So, oh, okay. mm. All right, I probably would have um, taken yeah. her to the doctor. <laughs> but he, I said to him on like the second or third visit, could it be a UTI? And he goes, oh, babies don't get UTIs. And I don't know, I didn't know if that was true or not because I didn't do babies. I, kids aren't my thing. And um, I'd taken her home. It was on a Sunday afternoon and Cam was um, on his way back from wherever he was. And she was burning hot and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do with her. And then she just went really stiff in my arms, like full stiff and then completely floppy and her body oh, went bright God. red and then really pale. And then I rang Cam and I screamed down the phone, you need to get home. And then I don't know what I did, <laughs> but I raced an ambulance? Up. <laughs> no. So this is what – so I raced upstairs. <laughs> I stripped her off. And I was freaking out. Cam got home and he's like, and she's like limp in my arm. She's still breathing and awake, but not alert. And he just looked at me and I swear to God, he like did everything but nearly slap me. And he's like, pull yourself together. (laughs) He's like, she's sick. What should we do? And I was like, we need to go to the hospital. So we throw her in the car. I sit in the back seat with her because she had some vomits and stuff. Yeah. And I didn't even strap her in. You'll be devastated i didn't want to strap her in because i was so worried if she started to vomit i was gonna have to pull her out 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 of the and we only live like five minutes away from the children's hospital and she can like floored it down the street with me yelling at him saying don't go too fast don't go too fast and he's like but hurry up like and he pulls me up and drops me at the ed and i go running in with my kid like holding a limp in my hand it's like a scene they, from a freaking horror movie yeah and thankfully the well, i was just was thinking like about that poor empty. nurse that sees you running in with <laughs> yeah, your like, baby. baby and she just like literally was like uh come straight in and um i should think so yeah <laughs> and they did her obs and everything and and then she's like oh we're going to put a catheter in to get urine from mm. her to test her and I said oh, I told the doctor I said to the doctor could she have a UTI and I was so like just sitting there kind of calm by that point because I was like well we're in the we're hospital here now she's yeah. all right and attempts like 40 but it's fine and they um said oh we're gonna give her some glucose drops to do the um 
do the catheter and she literally just laid there and they yeah. put the catheter in with nothing and the doctor said oh god yeah. and she didn't even squawk or anything mm. she looked like she was so high after that one drop of glucose like the sugar <laughs> syrup it's so funny they must just get this huge hit of endorphin sucrose. rush <laughs> um and then the nurse came back and she's like oh the ua like lit up like a christmas tree because by that point she knew i was a nurse because yeah. i was obviously using terminology and yeah. i was helping and stuff and She's like, yep, so we need to take her to the ward. You're like, you can get admitted, she needs antibiotics and blah, blah, blah. So I put a cannula in her. And I never had any crazy mum moment in the hospital until the nurses came in and I said, oh, what are you giving her? And they said, gentamicin. And I was like, stop. What dose are you given? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and I pulled out my phone and I <laughs> you calculated so the dose based on her weight. You're poor nurses. No, but I had seen an... I had seen an infant given an incorrect dose of gentamicin before and they ended up oh. deaf. So through no real fault except <laughs> uh, it was written down. This is in... like one of those, well, my sister's friend had <laughs> yeah. cancer when she had a sore finger and so yeah. I wanted lymph node biopsy. Yeah, well, I was like, check that fucking gentamicin dose, mate. Anyway, I was like, go ahead, you're fine. And I never questioned it after that. Well, in Pete's, they have to double-check everything anyway. Yeah, I know, but so do I. So, <laughs> and within, like, five days, she was, like, the happy baby in there and, in, and it was okay, but... So you had sensible nurse brain and then you didn't and then you had crazy psycho nurse brain. <laughs> I was I was the parent... From I was, hell. I was, like, the parent that well, I, I don't like say. dealing with, which is why I don't do paediatrics. Yeah, yeah. They say, the mother's a nurse. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I know, <laughs> And it was so funny because I, I never tell um, anybody you're a nurse. Yeah, I love it. Uh, oh, the sister's a nurse, but I reckon she's a PCA. Yeah. <laughs> the sister says she's a nurse, but I'm sure she's a PCA. Amelia's Nothing only been PCA. sick. Huh? Nothing against PCA. No, no God, God, thank God, God for them. I know. Um, so have God, any of your so kids PC. been sick? sick? Uh, one time Willow, I, got home, I don't know where I'd been, but I, it was dark. By the time I'd got home and she was sitting up and she was like puffing like a train. Did you bring her to the hospital that time? (coughs) Yeah. Yeah, I reckon I saw you. No, it wasn't you. Or you might have been there, but yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then when we got there, um, they were like, Have you given her Panadol? And I was like, Oh. (laughs) No. No? Like, I'd just got home and I was like, Oh, gee, she's really like. I rang and then I was like, should I bring her in? Like, I just, I suppose, yeah. your brain just mm. goes dumb. And do you know when we've the got rest the option? Like 45 or something. Oh. <laughs> I feel like when we've got That's the option, we've yeah, got. It was. <laughs> oh, crap. That's why they do babies with a stethoscope. <laughs> yeah. Because it's too quick. Work in town. Like, and we, we can just ring and be like. Oh, but yeah. Can I come in? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> who's in urgent care? <laughs> Is this hospital open? (laughs) (laughs) Like the other day I went, um, this is again, not mother related, but still caring related. I went um, to pick up my grandma and she told me that she got stung by a bee on her hand, right? But she gets like horrific dermatitis on her hands. So she'd already had bad dermatitis and then got stung by a bee on her hand. Oh no. And her whole hand had swollen up and it was really red. It's going to split. And yeah, it was awful. Like, and she was holding it like. Like she couldn't move it, like and holding it up, like it was it was killing her. Mm. And I was like, uh, I think we need to go to the hospital. And she's like, What are you talking about? I'm like, Yeah, we can just go there. I'm like, It's nine o'clock. The doctor will be there. It's the weekend. Like the doctor will be there. They'll be able to get your script or get you some bread or something, and then and then we can go, we'll go out for breakfast. Yeah. yeah, well then we can go shopping. <laughs> but then I was like, You've got some bread in your drawer. <laughs> 
she's like, oh, do I? I'm like, so I went in. I'm like, take one of these antihistamine <laughs> and take 12.5 of bread. <laughs> anyway, we had a great day. She's <laughs> as hard as cut. But I suppose, I suppose when you've got the option, like, you can kind of go, oh, well, we'll just go in. Like, yeah. 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 But I guess then there's the... You know you're not going to have to wait forever. Mm. But then do you ever, like... I feel like a lot of nurses, when their kids are sick, they're like, you're right, you're right, you're right. Nothing I do, you. I do do a lot of that. Mm. But I, I think... You um, know your kid. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I think also it's not even a matter of wondering whether you should go to the hospital or not. It's just a, we don't tend to overreact maybe or not mm. even overreact. That's really horrible to say. Like, your parents never overreact. But mm. I think we tend to critically think through situations yeah. first. So we're like, yeah. well, like maybe like she had a temperature, I'll go to the GP because she yeah, could yeah. have it. You know, like she's little, I can't afford for her to get sick. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it turns out that she has a second um, ureter, ureter yeah. on one of her sides. I can't yeah. remember which side. She had an ultrasound and everything. Yeah. And she did have a couple more UTIs. Yeah. So what, was she actually sick though that time that um, you took her to the hospital? Yeah, when she was, her respirator was Puffing. so high. Yeah. yeah. Um, she had tonsillitis and she had recurrent tonsillitis. Yeah, right. She had them out when she was two. So, yeah, they gave her some Panadol. Yeah. <laughs> and sent you home. And sent you home <laughs> to see the GP to get a script for her tonsils oh, the next day. it's funny. Um, but another time she fell face first off her scooter. Oh. And that was really bad. Yeah. She scun all the skin off her nose. <laughs> She had the biggest hematoma, like a, the size of that muffin, <laughs> on her head. Did you take her to the hospital I, that time? Actually, no. I think <laughs> See, it just varies. I did you some think neuro- about the situation. <laughs> I did some neuro-obs. <laughs> Gave her some Panadol because she had a headache I and mean, some ice good. cream and she was fine. Yeah, that's good. And you had the skills to tell whether she was going to get sick from it. Like, yeah. yeah. How many times have you handed out the head injury card, though, to know sort of the symptoms of never oh really no i haven't uh, it's easy well, the royal children's hospital have, have great guidelines and they have an app which, for everything it's so good and they have an app for parents um Do called they? kids health info oh. and um i just tell parents to download the app because yeah. it literally if they have a minor head injury they can go head injury and then they can look and they can classify whether it's minor yeah right or not and if it's not minor, then they then it tells them like you need to seek medical attention. Oh, okay. And then it even tells them when they should call an ambulance, like for a head injury, or you know, or abdo pain and those sorts yeah. of things. Like, um, yeah, really, really good app. It is a good app. So obviously, some mums go back to work, like when the money runs out. That's my that's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then some mums don't go back to work, um, or choose to stay at home, which you know, each to their own. If I didn't have money worries i'd probably stay home forever um no you wouldn't would yeah i was gonna say would no, you guys what you would have you... different out you would have different outlets like you would still be able to do your singing mm. and your acting and stuff like that i have nothing mm. so for <laughs> why, me why don't you have, have anything kelly do we, we need have to netflix <laughs> kelly and I have netflix <laughs> <laughs> we have bridgerton bridgerton mm. <laughs> another plug there <laughs> ching <laughs> So if you didn't have financial pressures, like if you didn't have the need to make money, is that? Well, well I, I don't even. I'm just assuming that people do, but um, you know, is that is that the reason people go back? Or well, I talked about this in my la- in the last episode with personalities. Mm. I identify as a nurse. Yeah. So that's a big part of who you are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. if I didn't go back to nursing, I would go psycho. Yeah. So I was at home seven months. I had planned, and we had 
um, financially planned for 12 months mm-hmm. off. And I got to about five and was really bored. Mm. <laughs> and I made it to seven and went back to work because yeah. um, I just couldn't. I couldn't handle it. I loved it when I first went on leave. Like I didn't get a choice. I got taken off leave of um, work at 28 weeks because I was yeah, sick. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, and I um, loved it because I'd been like full-time yeah. working mm. since I was like 17 years and old. I think yeah. when you've got a newborn or even like a, you know, an infant, you haven't got time to care about nah. being at work. <laughs> no. Nah. Mm. But and then I started to, and yeah, not and all, as needy. Yeah, and all my friends had already had kids, so they were all working still, and I just kind of got a bit bored at being at home with her all the time. And I'd had mums, like a mums group that I saw, but even they were starting to go back to work, and I was just like, oh, like what am it. I going to do? Yeah. So I just yeah went back to work, which was very difficult though. It was still difficult mm. to go back, yeah. even though you wanted to. It was still yeah, hard. yeah, but I, it made me a better mum going back to work as a nurse so even today like I am a better mum because of my work yeah and I'm probably a better nurse because of becoming a mum yeah to be honest like I have I can see that yeah feelings and (laughs) yeah things yeah I can you wait till you pop this baby out and you're just gonna have so much empathy for everybody you'll just cry at everything (laughs) you might be calling people pussies for fame and needles (laughs) (laughs) yeah I could already kind of see that I think you know People say that your heart grows when you have kids, and I could see that. Like you start to see things like, um, yeah, yes, you know, like you relate. I just think, oh, and especially like in my oncology role, like if I see someone that's a bit younger, I think, oh god, like it's closer to my mm, age, or yeah. you know, like that's so sad. And you think about what that means to their family and what that yeah, means. Yeah, like you yeah. see things as a real different. different I think you're yeah. quite a selfish. Not I think that, even and getting I, married changed that for me. Like oh, yeah. Even, even getting married, I did not think that being married would change anything in my brain whatsoever, but it changed everything. Yeah, like, I agree. For whatever reason it yeah. is, but it made me realise, like, the relationship between a married couple, for some reason, yeah. like, we got so much stronger and then I could appreciate other people's marriages more too. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why, but it just, that changed for me and in a big way. I think also... Like, I don't want to, the people that don't want to have kids and a, you know, a childless because that's what they want. From choice, yeah. Doesn't make them any less of a nurse. Just because you don't have a kid doesn't make no. it. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for me that it made me yeah. feel better. And you can, yeah, like. I think even some of the best midwives don't have kids. Like, you know, you don't have to, you know. Yeah, well, I guess know. I'm a cancer nurse and I don't have cancer. Well. <laughs> I must admit, though, when I had my very first CT scan, honest to God, I was so terrified that I would have, like, they would be like, oh, I found a random spot, like that incidental cancer oh, finding. Yeah, I was God. just like, and then I had a colonoscopy and I was like, please tell oh, me there's nothing. Please tell me there's nothing. Psycho nurse brain coming back. <laughs> um, obviously, parenting, there's huge responsibilities with that. What do you reckon the hardest part about being a mum and a nurse, like juggling a career is? Like, what have you found the most difficult? Trying to spread yourself to everybody. Mm. You know, now that I've got three kids, when I go back to work, that's three times more of me that I've got to get around. My husband, still have all that mental load that women have, that men don't have. Um, Yeah. And do you feel like when you're at work, say, you, do you feel like 
Do you know what annoys me when I'm at work? Tell me. Who's got the kids oh, today? Oh, how many times have I said that? Do you know what I say? I bet you no one's asking my husband who's looking after his kids today. Yeah, exactly. Who's got right. the kids? Oh, oh no, no, you damn business. Really, I'd say me. I don't know. Or I've had a lady say to me, "How can you leave them?" Oh, I'm like, if, quite I have, if I didn't have to pick her up, I'd be bloody happy. Like. <laughs> I've had some. It's really interesting the way that people just feel that they need to tell you things or feel that they need to give you their opinions and their advice when you get pregnant. You wait till the love it. Oh, I know. I can imagine because at the moment it's already, it already surprises me how many, like one day my back was so sore that I was in tears, right? And like, I haven't had bad back pain. I've had like back aches, but I haven't had pain, right? And this one day I'm at work and I'm literally trying to figure out ways to cope and ways to stop myself from bursting into tears from how much pain I'm in. And I sit down at the computer to look up some bloods and this nurse approaches me and goes, oh, what's going on? And I literally like have tears in my eyes, can barely bring myself to speak. And I was like, oh, my back's just really sore. And she was like, oh, well, love, you know, it's only going to get worse. (laughs) And I said, do you know what I said? How is that helping me? You can clearly see that I'm in pain and you've just said the nastiest thing you could probably say to me. Actually, it is going to get better because this pain is not permanent. This is one day of pain. And she was like mortified that I'd just like completely bitten her head off. And then I ended up apologising to her a couple of days yeah, later. because you're in pain. Yeah, I was, like, no, I was literally like... It's so just I was, Seriously. I was going to like roadhouse, like grab her voice box out of her throat, like kind of style. And um, I ended up going home because I was like, okay, if I've just completely like blasted the crap out of someone, like who knows what's next. So I ended up and I taking myself think home. even once you become... Um, parent you still say it like I find myself oh. saying that and then I'm like why are you even saying I know. that <laughs> and I love to give advice and I never even really gave birth at 32 <laughs> weeks I was just like so sick it just come out of me like she had come out I love it when but it- I'm like oh yeah like it, I didn't have any pain I didn't have any pain but I almost died so you, I mean like comparison you barely made your third trimester <laughs> I didn't even look I have no bump pics because I didn't even look pregnant oh my god when the lady called me in to do my assessment and I was like 29 30 weeks or something she just looked at me as if it was like me where is it I was like, she's like who's like, the patient what? <laughs> um I love when you say to me like every week when I'm a new week you're like Oh, in this time in two weeks, Amelia would have been born. Yeah, because like, how like, many weeks are you now? I'm 32 today. Oh, yeah. yeah so tomorrow so... she would have been born. Yeah. <laughs> Soon when you'll be you like, oh, I'm finishing in three and a half weeks. So <gasps> I'll be 35. Oh, so exciting. Yeah, I'm because I'm, my back's been so sore. I'm ready to finish. Yeah. Like I'm I'm at work now and I walk around. I'm like trying to find little media, like menial things to keep me busy so I don't have to do any hard work because I feel like such a liability. <laughs> have you found that? Everyone's like, no, don't do that. I'll help. Oh, yeah. That, that treat, annoyed me too. You know, like, I, I had a disability. The other like, day. Well, you did have crutches, can I t- <laughs> No. <laughs> that time. But I could still, like, still roll. Do you know what I've started saying to people? I'm not fucking dying. <laughs> I don't have a disability. <laughs> this is it. I literally, I'm like, I did all this before I got pregnant and I'll keep doing it yeah. now. Like, unless it's something you know your own body. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going to be stupid like, about it. 12 kilo toddler that I've been picking up. I'm pretty I know, sure I crazy. can stand over here and roll this page, help you roll this page. Didn't over. you shovel like three meters of a rocks meter of or rocks. something? Yeah. 
25 weeks yeah. or something. Crazy. But I've been doing Remember that lady, like she, that was because that woman had said she couldn't make her bed. Because oh, she was pregnant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in this group that I'm in, she yeah. asked if she could, if it was all right to make her bed because she got really breathless. No. And I just wrote, I just shoveled a meter of. You just got spewed on. Oh, God. Do you want a face wash? Oh, you don't even spew. This baby doesn't even spew. <laughs> Oh, I have one more question. Was in spew. <laughs> <laughs> was um was it worth it? Like completing your nursing degree? Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. I actually applied to do teaching. Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but I would have had to do it in a larger regional town, and I, the thought of driving an hour mm. twice a day, four days a week for four years, really yeah. turned me off. So on the last day you could change your preferences, I changed to nursing. Oh my God. Oh. Was it, Were you ever considering nursing? I thought I might do nursing or do teaching then do nursing oh, and have wow. like a double degree so I could teach health or something. Yeah, yeah. I've I'm never going to be a teacher. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't do an, become a nurse when I finished school. Yeah. Like I wish I didn't had. did you it. work in the fish and chip shop? did lots of things. <laughs> I was a nanny, fish and chip shop. Oh, That's like a whole other podcast. Life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love giving you shit about <sighs> Craig from West Wylong. Hey. <laughs> Look where I am now. You can Imagine have all Imagine if his wife is a nurse and she's listening or his sister or something. Let's <laughs> go. That's funny. Um, I have a question. Yes. Do you have any regrets or would you do anything differently? No. No regrets. I mean, seriously, what about just calling an ambulance about an hour earlier? <laughs> Instead of giving birth on because the bathroom floor. Because they would have turned up and been like, there's nothing wrong with you. Have you rang the birth unit? And had you? No, because I wasn't yeah, in any pain. I wasn't in labour. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a poop. <laughs> Do you know, I read, I'm reading a lot now about like, the signs of um, pre-labor and early labor and established labor and all that, and I can totally understand why you didn't it think you were in for four days, and then all of a sudden it just. Boom. And then and then they're like, um, quite often you'll get the the urge. It's confused as the urge to poo, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> isn't it funny that that's like a sign of a lot of things, like a heart attack, yeah. a stroke. Yeah. Your body's like, whoop, yeah. Evacuated, evacuated. Well, do you, you know, we say that, but it actually, that's exactly what yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, it's, it's your that nervous system yeah. Yeah, getting rid response. of the stuff it doesn't need <laughs> because it's trying to preserve life. <laughs> Just drop dead. Oh, push your baby out. Push yeah, your baby out. Yeah. Kind of the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Do you have any advice for um, any nurses who are either thinking or any people who are either thinking about having a family being a nurse or, um, or you know, thinking about whether nursing's for them and they've got a family. Oh, look, I don't know. I did it the hard way. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> you Jess can actually, totally do it a lot easier than I've done it. Jess actually said, I feel like my story's not relatable. And I was like, no, but it's extreme. So people, <laughs> yeah. people are going to go, well, if she can do that, <laughs> then I can do it. Yeah, I just do it. Don't leave it. Mm. I wish I'd done it 10 years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the Thank podcast. You. Thanks for your muffins. <laughs> And coffee. You guilted me into making them because you're like, what is well, the afternoon bread. tea? You said come for bread. I was <laughs> here for the bread, not for the podcast. <laughs> Kelly's bread that's now a bit crusty. <laughs> crusty bit. Last time I came, it was a cake sitting there. For start. <laughs> yeah. Her own birthday cake that she didn't eat. Yeah. Uh, I thought dear. someone better make me a cake. No one did. So, <laughs> so thanks so much, Jess, for coming on our podcast and being our very first guest. We've hit a milestone. Thanks for having yeah. me. I feel very <laughs> privileged to be your first guest. I love it. Sarah will be very jealous. <laughs> I'm looking forward to some royalties. <laughs> so are we. I sign any- <laughs> <laughs> this has costed us money, this program. We love it that much. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on social media. And if you love our podcast, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Our Instagram is Two Humorous Nurses Podcast. Send your suggestions and stories to our email, humorousnurses at gmail.com. That's humorous like the bone, H-U-M-E-R-U-S. Bye. Bye. <laughs>